What's up, witches and bitches? It's your host, Michelle, with another episode of The Spiritual Witch. <laughs> Brandon, do you want to go ahead and do the small announcements? Sure. What do we got here? So if you guys want to support us, we can start with monthly donations, which will allow me to create engaging content more frequently that can be accessed on more platforms. Send us a voice message. This can allow us to hear what you have to say, and you may be featured on a future episode. Make sure to download or subscribe to Apple Podcasts so this podcast will show up more when people search for us. Yay. Uh, don't forget to do those things because it does really, really help. So, Brandon, yes. husband, you're a guest on the podcast again. I am. I'm excited for this. Okay. Do you know what we're talking about? I have no idea. You about... just threw me into this. Yes. We're talking about sex positions. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, the dark and creepy meanings behind our favorite nursery rhymes and lullabies. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> I like to ring around the rosy. All right, so basically it's going to be what we've done in the past, where I tell you a thing and then you just guess what do you think it means. Okay. All right, so are we ready to get started? Yes, I am. Let's do this. <laughs> Here we go around the mulberry bush. Have you heard of that one? Can you sing it for me? I, I don't remember it. It's like, here we go around the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush. Is there any more? Is here we go it? around the the mulberry bush early in the morning. Oh, that's, God. I think that's what that one is. Well, I know mulberries was made, uh, I think, into either wine or uh, some sort of uh, alcohol uh, back in the day. I think so, it was, yeah. Um, it's got to be something to do with uh, collecting the mulberries, I'm assuming, to um, at least make the wine, or I think it's wine. It's pro it's probably something else, and I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, what, what is it? Tell me. It says, going around the mulberry bush on a frosty morning sounds pretty calm and innocent, but there's more to the story than it seems. According to a host story, and the song is said to have originated with prisoners, specifically female prisoners, who would exercise around a mulberry tree at the jail where they were held. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay, so I was completely off. I mean, I, I don't know where you're going with the alcohol, like, give alcohol to children. Collect, well, no. collect the mulberries, slaves, so that we can get the alcohol. Well, that's the only thing I could think of back then, because I know you have mulberry wine. Um, Here's but my yeah, question, is why the fuck is it a nursery rhyme, then? It's about prisoners. Okay. Are we ready for the next one? Yeah. Ba, ba, black sheep. Have you any wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. One for the master, one for the dame, one for the little boy who lives down the lane. Yeah, that has everything to do with slavery. Yeah, <laughs> Baba Black Sheep isn't the happiest of lullabies. But for some reason, it's been around forever. Apparently, there's no real consensus over what it means, but there are a few theories. It's either about medieval wool taxes that began in 1275... People still be bitching about taxes from 1275. Or it's connected to the slave trade of the southern United States. Um, none of that is really kid bedtime friendly. 
It's not like the kids are really going to know that and when they're six months to a year old. So we're going to talk about slavery today. Yep. <laughs> that would be so fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Well, our kid's going to have a fantastic growing up. Of... Fantastic experience growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we ready? Yes. Humpty Dumpty. Sat on a wall. He did. And what happened next? He had a great fall. Uh-oh. All, all the, the king's, king's horses, horses and all the king's, king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. So this one's probably about mental health, right? Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 it has everything to do with uh, the egg being broken. Because he was an egg. And he fell and he cracked his head and then all of his insides came out, so... What this figuratively means is that you need to take care of the precious things in your life and don't break them. Okay. Because you can't put it back together like it was brand new. (laughs) Though my mom would beg to differ with her hot glue gun. I think that a lot of craft channels would probably beg to differ with their hot glue gun. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so what, what, what's with the, your head on the car door. What is the actual deep meaning behind this? So we all know that Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall and somehow lost his balance and had a great fall. It's one of the first nursery rhymes we learn, and it seems to date back to 1797. And there are a few theories as to the meaning behind the rhyme or riddle. Both being some war from a whole lot of years ago. Like the idea that kings fell off their horses during a war and were cut up by swords. That's a little fucked up. Yeah, well, we had gunpowder back then. Apparently they fell off. Okay. And they landed on things. I don't know, maybe it wasn't good. Okay, next one. (laughs) Okay, we're just not going to talk about it. Just like, okay, next one. Well, I don't know. Let's rapid fire this garbage real quick. What do you think? He fucking fell, they fell off their horses, and then they landed on swords. I'm just imagining, like, a horse riding... And there's a path, right? And all around this path are just swords. And the the knights just fall on the fucking swords. Alright, first of all, this was the 1790s. America was first created in 1776, so that's like 20 years after America was established, okay? So America was made. Yeah, 20 years. 20 years. And then they decided to come up with this little rhyme here to tell all them soldier boys don't fall off your fucking horse. And then we decided to sing it to children. Exactly. Because we, we need to raise those children at an early age to be fighters. and You know, it's part of the great American... Experience. No. The American dream. <laughs> it's not the American dream. I'm telling you that right now. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it could no. be. No, it's part of the uh, early American uh, war machine getting started. Anyway, continue. So next okay. One. This old man... This old man. I can't remember the rest of it. He played by. Yeah, I know that's that's about how it goes. Um, so what do you think? Patty Mac, giving back a bone. This old man came rolling home. So what do you think it's it's about? Well, you gotta like sing it. You can't just be like on it and just be like. I don't know it. Is it like this old man? He played too. What did he? What did he play? Uh, I have honestly no idea what he played, but 
It's probably an important piece of the song. Um, I think the Give the Dog a Bone is uh, one of his bones. So, like, he died, came rolling home, is uh, him going to heaven. Or hell, you know, whatever. Him passing away because we're on a witchy, witchy channel, right? There we go. Maybe. <laughs> Apparently it's English, though. I'm trying to look it up right now to see. I thought you had this, like, ready to go for this podcast, Michelle. Oh, I don't know all the little, like, nursery rhymes. That's part of the fun. Oh. Yeah. You, you don't even have, like, a little blurb about that one? You're just like, hey, what about this one? Yeah, I have so a So that just, like, pop into your brain over there and just be like, hmm. I know this one, but I don't have anything on it. Let's talk about it. Fantastic content, let me tell you. Love it. <laughs> okay. So, what what do you think it means, though? It means death. I mean, you're not wrong. What is it? This old man is one of those strange rhymes that have lyrics, but also work when we make up our own words. It can be a giggle fest when kids are old enough to come up with their own lines. Unfortunately, it's believed to come from a creepy story, specifically old men who are inappropriate with young kids. Oh, great. It's said to be a song parents would teach to warn their kids about the old man. Okay, so oh. yeah, it's a warning about pedophilia. It's a warning gotcha. about pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Watch, about, watch out about them uh, pedophiles down the road there. Yeah. <laughs> Paddywhack. Nick-nack, paddywhack, give a dog a bone. That mm. sounds fucked up now. Yeah. But apparently in Europe, like, paddy is also slang for police officer and whack is slang for murder. <laughs> so nick-nack, paddywhack is a way of saying that even the police aren't safe. And the mom had to hit out on someone. There's nothing anyone can do to stop it from happening. The mom? The mob. Oh, mob. Okay, I thought you said mom. I was like, wait, what? The mom has a hit, and there's nothing you can do about it? Well, okay. I mean, to some extent, that's kind of true. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. What do you think of that one? That's fucked up. They're all fucked up. Well, I know. I, I can't wait till we get to the Chernobyl one. Okay, Pop Goes the Weasel. That's one of those creepy jack-in-the-boxes. Yeah. I actually don't know any of the lyrics of that. I don't know. I don't think anyone knows the lyrics of that one except Pop Goes the Weasel. I'm just imagining a lot of weasels dying from this one. What do you think? Honestly, I just associate that song with that little uh, jack-in-the-box thing that you have to turn and then it pops out and it scares all the little children. So, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's that's all I've got for that one. I, I don't have anything else. Because it, it's not really a nursery rhyme. It's more of a, like, singy song. Yeah, this is more of, like, a singy song than a nursery rhyme, I think. Okay, so, Pop Goes the Weasel. The rhyme title is catchy, and if we took it at face value, it appears to be about the actual animal. A weasel talking about how it pops its head in and out of the ground. But it's not what it really points to. Apparently, it's a song or rhyme used to commemorate and honor England's poverty. Okay. Oh, okay. 
I'm not really sure how weasels honor poverty, but okay. I can I see know. that being a COVID thing now. Okay. It's fucked up. But I, watch, we'll have COVID nursery rhymes in like a hundred years. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one is Rockabye Baby. Rockabye Baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall, and down will come baby cradle and all. Okay. That one, I think, is fucked up. Because we're talking about oh, <laughs> the, the tree branch breaks, you're going to die. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you think it is? I, when I hear this song, the first thing that comes to my mind is Tarzan. Like, this kid was, like, raised in a jungle and, like, you know, with a bunch of apes he and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, so, like, obviously the apes had to cradle him and, uh, you know, make him go to sleep at night. So, they so how did they do that? Tree. Yeah, they put him in a tree. That's the only thing that even comes to mind with this one. So... Tarzan was raised by silverback gorillas, and silverback mm-hmm. gorillas don't live in trees. They live in nests on the ground. That's and not that's... what they said in fucking Tarzan. Okay, well, Tarzan apparently is not accurate. <laughs> Disney's not accurate? What? <laughs> what is that? They are accurate on their Norse mythology, though. Like, holy shit. But the rest of it is like, okay, so uh-huh. that's not true entirely. I also don't know how... Uh, um. A monkey would be friends with an elephant, but like that's not <laughs> something I no, guess I can Tarzan judge. was friends with that elephant, hey, not the monkeys. Hey, he had a little monkey friend too that was friends with that elephant. That was another ape, first yes. of all, and and it's not a monkey. That was a silverback gorilla too. Yeah. So what's, yeah. Your, what's your point? So how are they friends? I don't know. There's because of Tarzan. There's a lot to unpack with Tarzan, apparently. And there actually is. We need to do another episode just to unpack go th- Tarzan. Yeah, just go through that whole thing and find out like what they were really doing when they were trashing the encampment. And what the the big gorilla should have done to, um, what is that one? Kerchak? Yes, Kerchak, yes. Yeah, what he should have done to... Yeah, I'm, th- like, in my mind, I'm thinking he should have hulked all over him, like, when, uh, you know, slamming his body across the whole thing in, uh, that one empty <laughs> universe. He fucking could have, too. Like, he was strong, like, oh my god. Well, I think you and I know what we're talking about, but do the viewers know what we're talking about? We're talking about Hulk... What? Watch Tarzan. Uh, I don't no, know. There's no, a bunch no. of witches out there. If, no, you, no, if you guys don't know what the Hulk is, please. No, no. I, I know what they know what Hulk is, but do they know what scene we're talking about? Where he when he's slamming Loki around. I couldn't think of Loki's name, so I stole. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I had to stall there because I didn't think of Loki's I'm name. I'm like pretty sure he did the same thing to Iron Man at one point too. Oh yeah. Well, it, yeah. it's it's more like. Rememberable with Loki, yeah, because Loki he was, didn't have a suit <laughs> or any protection and was just kind of like, wow, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what you do with a god. <laughs> yes, that's what you do with a god. <laughs> oh my god. We got from Rockabye Baby all the way to Tarzan. You can't say, oh my god. Why? You're a witch. Oh my great goddess. There you go. Thank okay, you. there we go. You're getting on my case about it. <laughs> I do. I get on this case constantly. 
Okay, so Rockabye Baby. Listening to the lyrics, it's not hard to pinpoint that the song is really creepy. The baby's cradle falls off a tree and the baby falls out. It's not hard to figure out that this, while pretty, while pretty melody often accompanies it, it's not super glowing. There's a lot of theories about the meaning. Everything from famous royals worried about their hair to the throne to the story of a couple who let their baby sleep in a hollowed out tree. So what I'm getting from a lot of these is there's not exactly a pinpoint this is what it means, but there's a lot of theories as to what it means. Mm -hmm. This reminds me a lot of, like, um, the Brothers Grimm. Okay. Because they went around and just collected stories. Yeah. I didn't really know where they came from. Mm. It was just like, tell me your stories from your land. Mm. And then Disney decided to use all those stories for profit. Oh, I mean, obviously they're going to have that profit there, but yeah. I wonder where they got Tarzan from. You know, I bet you one of the founding fathers of Disney was uh, kidnapped and put into Africa. Yes. That's how it happened. Oh, we're talking about Disney. That was a real guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a real guy. <laughs> His name was Walt. His you can't forget Walt. about Mr. Walt. I don't know how I feel about the couple who let their babies sleep in a tree. I know... Um, Native Americans in their culture, what they'll do is they'll make a little basket and they will put their children in a tree to cry it out because they can't have them crying in their little encampments. <laughs> so I don't know if a bear comes along and catches a crying How child. do you even do that when you're in the middle of the plains? There's no trees in the plains. It's just grass. They do move round. Yeah, I know that, but like, what do you do? You just take the baby and put it on the other side of the hill? Yeah. Fuck? And you let them cry it out. Okay. Are we gonna let our kid cry it out? Um, no. Why not? We just go in there and tell them to shut the fuck up. I mean, every once in a while, it's okay for a kid to cry it out. They learn self-soothing techniques, but all the time is not good. Okay. You just need to go in there and give it some shushes, like you do for the birds. <laughs> yeah, Kiwi now shushes me back. <laughs> we have shushing contests here in the house. Yeah. Which I think is more shrieking contests for her. Yeah. All right, yes. come on. Next one. Any meeny, miny, mo. Pick a tire by his towel. If he hollers, let him go. My mother said to pick the very best one. I don't think that's how it goes. What is? No, no, no. It's any meeny, miny, mo. Pick a tire by his toe. If he hollers, let him go. No, if he hollers, then let then say to him I, I think it, I think I know there's a say in there I don't know if it's like say to him or let him say but I don't know but like my I'm mother said to pick the very best one um, I, I don't remember that piece but alright okay. continue what, what's the last piece uh, this song doesn't even have a consensus on how to spell mo m-o or m-o-e okay yep what do you think it means uh, don't fuck with tires. Don't fuck with tires. Pretty sure that you don't. It's not it. Don't don't mess with cats. Well, we went into Tiger, or we went into Tarzan. Maybe this one's the Jungle Book. <laughs> Shere Khan. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so it's no surprise that people assign different meanings to the lyrics, but there are several theories that point to the dark and creepy meaning with the same. 
with some saying that the word tiger is a relatively new word swapped out for one that has, has been and still is an incredibly racist word. What word is this? Um, probably... Oh, wait. Pick a... Okay. Cool. <laughs> there you go. I have a feeling that this relates to slavery and purchasing of those slaves. Oh my god, of course it is. That's of course. what I think it is. You know, we didn't, like, end this whole, like, civil debate thing in the 18, what, 60s? It was when that civil war happened. We didn't do any integration until the 1950s, 60s? I think it was the 1960s. Okay. America's got a long way to go, let me tell you. <laughs> a long way, I know. We're still fucking up the whole racist bullshit. Yep. Okay, are you ready for yep. the next one? Yep. Hit me with it. Rub-a-dub-dub. I don't know this one. You don't know that one? No, come on, sing it to me. That's rub-a-dub-dub, something with a tub. Something with a tub? Hold on. <laughs> Rub a dub dub, something on the tub. Hold on. I thought it was wubba lub lub. Rub a dub dub, three men in tub. And who do you think they were? The butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. Okay. Okay, so this one's about gay rights. I have no idea. What is this one about? Okay. No, no just keep going. I want to hear about this one. That's it. It's just about gay rights. I have no idea. Let me get back to that theme. Can you just like sing that song for me? Because I'm I'm actually curious now. I just it's not a song. It's a rhyme. Yeah. Then sing it to me. Rub a dub dub, three men in a tub, and who do you think they were? The butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. That's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. That's the shortest rhyme I've ever heard. Oh, and all of them go to the fair. And that's that's it. All right. Well, then apparently uh... there's different. Okay, so there's different like versions of it. Mm-hmm. Rubber dub dub. Three men in a tub, and who do you think they were? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, and they all sailed out to sea. Twas enough to make a man stare. That doesn't rhyme, but okay. Rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub, and who do you think they be? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, all put out to sea. That one sounds more familiar to me than the other ones. Yeah. I don't remember any sea things, but sure. You want to get some candlesticks? (laughs) What do you think it means? Something about candlesticks. All right. Uh, Rub-a-dub-dub, it's a cute rhyme about a butcher, a baker, and a candlestick maker, but it's more than what it seems. According to some, the maid is the one who was in the tub, and it references a really old-school peep show where men would pay to see women bathe in a tub. Okay. (laughs) Others think this is to mean the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker were spying on women bathing in a tub without her consent. Both creepy. What does that have anything to do with gay people? That's what I thought it was, was just, like, gay rights. Oh, God. I thought you literally said, this is about gay rights. And I'm like, uh, what? 
No, no, no you're just guessing. You didn't even like let our viewers know. I was that. guessing. I let, don't know it all. Just say, hey, are. my guess is, before making a statement, because I was confused as fuck. Okay. I still think the creep show things weird. The peep show things weird. You're weird. All right, come on, next one. Okay. Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown. And Jill came tumbling after? Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yep. So, where is their crown? Is that the head? He, he, he broke his head? Yeah. He busted his head open. He died. Oh. <laughs> All right. So Jack died. <laughs> yeah, and so did Jill. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Jill died? Yeah, they both died. Wait, so they went to go get water. Uh-huh. And they died. Yeah, because, like, that, that's the moral of the story. You don't let the children go out to get the water. Oh, because Timmy fell in the well. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where's Timmy? You mean little Timmy? Yeah, that's the one that Lassie went to go rescue. Who? Lassie. Oh, okay. I've yeah. never heard of Lassie. No, I, I didn't watch that show. That was I black never and watched white. it either. I, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. Right. I I read the cliff notes on that one. What okay. do you think Jack and Jill is? They're brother and sister, and they went out to get some uh, water that the parents were supposed to get, and then they just died. My guess is it's something to do with murder. <laughs> okay. In some way. I think... <laughs> They just went out and died. Somebody poisoned the water hole. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll go on about this for days. Alright, continue. What, what does it actually mean? Okay, the story about Jack and Jill, who we've always assumed are siblings. Were they not siblings? It's, well, Jack and Jill from The Witch. From The Witch? What? Yeah. Okay. You know, you know that one story where uh, they go and they find that candy house? Oh, yeah. And then the, the witch tricks them and, uh, and then eats they... Them. Yeah, well, tries to eat them and then... Was and Jack and Jill? Yeah, that, that's Jack and Jill. It's the same... Oh, shit. So she didn't eat them and they didn't die and they escaped uh-huh. to go get some water and die. <laughs> uh, well, not quite, but anyways, continue. Tumbling down a hill after trying to get a bucket of water seems innocent enough. Yes, Jack fell and cracked his head. But that seems like it could happen, and maybe too many parents were worried about it. So this is their cautionary tale. Well, there's one creepy meaning that points to Jack and Jill being secret lovers, not related. With Jack dying after falling and Jill dying after childbirth, after secretly getting pregnant. Oh, is that what that pail of water means? I guess so. I guess she dropped her water and died. I could see that happening. Okay. Back back in the olden days, when you, uh, what, what is it called when you, when that plug is unplugged? When your, your mucus is yeah, plugged? Yeah, when, you, when your, your water, water breaks. breaks? Yeah, yeah, that's what it means, when your water breaks. Well, I mean, I know back then, if you had preeclampsia, and you started seizing before the baby comes out, you're both dead. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, we didn't come up with the, the stuff to cure it for a while. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this next one I've never heard of. I mean, this this episode has gotten really dark. <laughs> Do we have any good ones? What's the next one? Ladybird. Have you heard of it? Uh, sing it to me. 
I, I've never, never heard of Lady Bird. Uh, Let's see. I, I got nothing. You gotta help me with this one, Michelle. <laughs> like, actually, do you have a, a witchy name? You go by. We don't, we don't talk about it on the podcast. Okay. I thought you'd just be like, hey, it's your boy. Or hey, it's your girl. <laughs> just say your username. Ladybird, ladybird, fly away home. Your house is on foot, your children are all gone. All but one, and that's little John. And he lies under the Grindlestone. Oh yeah, yep, that's it. Okay. Ladybird, ladybird, fly away home. What do you think that one means? Uh, well, you obviously have a nest, and you've got a bird um, that has already had children. They've all flown away except for one, which I guess is a warning to get the last one out. Otherwise, it will stick with you, and I don't know what a griddle stone is. I don't know what a griddle stone either. Wait, a griddle stone? I don't want to be under it. A uh, griddle stone. I think a griddle stone is a... Uh, uh, kind of like you put fire or heat underneath a rock and you can cook on top of it. Uh, okay. Well, rock, pan, whatever. So it's basically a grill. Yeah. It's an old-fashioned grill. Mm-hmm. So you burn your child... I don't know. It seems like a fucked up one. Well, they're all fucked up, okay? <laughs> they all are, all right? This has gone. This got no chill. All of them have no chill. Okay, so let's read what this one is. Okay. Ladybird Lady Bird seems like a sweet, innocent song about ladybirds. The English word for ladybugs. <laughs> Landing on someone who encourages them to fly away home. But in some origin stories of the song, it has a much darker meaning. One theory believes that the song might be about Catholics from way back in the nineteen or the sixteen hundreds, who were burned at the stake if they were found saying mass in protest pro, in Protestant England. Yeah, having mass in Protestant England, you needs to words. No words don't work. I don't know How do you even saying. have a podcast if you can't words? Oh, I just informed them I can't words, and it works. Okay. <laughs> I know a second language. I'm excused. <laughs> yeah, second language that doesn't work on a podcast. It's ASL. What? It's so true. American Sign Language doesn't work on podcasts. No, I know. It doesn't. It's so sad. I don't know what saying mass is. Saying mass is going to church. So you weren't allowed to go to church in Protestant England? Not if you were... Well, here's the thing. You were either a Protestant or a Catholic, and they were killing all the Catholics back in the day. Well, you well learn your the history. witches. I know my witchcraft history, and I know its ties with the origins of, of Christianity. That's what I know. Well, I don't know anything about the Catholics. I know we have an incel friend who's a Catholic, and that's about it. <laughs> it's fine. Nobody knows who the incel friend is. Oh my god. <laughs> Why are you bringing him involved? No. Babe. Oh my god. Why? Why are you like this? Be nice. You need to be nice. Isn't this a whole channel about being nice? 
Like, I know we've gotten dark, but what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so the next one, let's go into the next one. Are you good with that one? Sure. Yes, sure. Let's, let's just, let's move on, please. Lucy Lockett. I don't know this one. Can you, can what? You? Yeah, I don't know it. You've never heard it? No. Um, Lucy Lockett lost her pocket. Kitty Fisher found it. Not a penny was in there. Only ribbon round it. Okay. I've never heard that one before. If I had to guess, I would say back then, you know, women's clothes didn't have any fucking pockets either. They still don't. I know. What the fuck is this bullshit? So she had a little pouch thing. Yeah. And they called it a pocket then. Okay. And uh, I don't know who Kitty Fisher is, but apparently this bitch found it after Lucy lost it. And some some hoe had found her pocket before and just robbed her. Mm-hmm. And then Kitty Fisher found it. And there wasn't no pennies in it, just a ribbon around it to keep it closed, you know? Yep. That's yep. my guess. Yeah, what so do you think some, Somebody got highway robbed. And it wasn't from Robin Hood, because Robin Hood likes to give back to the poor. I want to be some fucked up meaning. Some yeah, come on, let's, let's hear it. I am ready for this. This rhyme is really short and one that's not as popular in the United States as some of the others on the list. Um, and then it goes over the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Lucy Lockett lost her pocket. Kitty Fisher found it. Nothing in it. Nothing, nothing in it. Nothing in it. But the binding around it. But what does it mean? It's not about a locket that a cat found. It's referring to Catherine Maria Kitty Fisher, a famous courtesan. Courtesan. From the 18th century, Lucy, a barmaid, lost her pocket, which was code for John back in the day. I don't know what John means. Lost her pocket? John? Who is John? <laughs> Where did John come from? Let me see this. I, I want to see what this is, what the actual meaning is. Oh, lost her... <laughs> Okay, so John's in quotes in this, which probably means it was her, uh, you know, thing to help her get off, I guess. Oh, she lost her vibrator. They didn't have vibrators back then. They didn't have batteries back then. (laughs) It's a dildo, Michelle. What's wrong with you? Oh, they had dildos back then. Yeah. That would be sad. I'd feel bad for Lucy. Do you think they were made out of wood? Probably. I don't want a mahogany one. You get all those splinters. Well, not if you, like, coat it real nice. You gotta put some of the stain on it, put some polyurethane on the bitch. They didn't have it. polyurethane back then, Michelle. Well, I'm sure they could They probably called it something else. What, like beeswax? Sure, put some beeswax on that bitch. Okay. And then stick it up there and have fun. All right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, the next one. Ring around the rosy. Pockets full of posy. Ashes, ashes. We all fall down. What's that one? Oh, that is uh, talking about the Black Plague and how they had to burn the bodies as soon as they started getting those black sores. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Oh, it was bad. Another rhyme that has two versions, whether they're ringing around the rose or ringing around the rosy. Both seem to point to the same meaning, and no, it's not roses, and it's a whole lot more morbid than that. 
Since the mid-20th century, people have said that the song is about the plague that took hold in England in 1665, but that might not be the original meaning behind the song, which dates back to 1881. Theories of its meaning include a game for children and a pagan rite. Okay, so I'll be looking into that one later. <laughs> a lot later to figure out what the fuck that one is. No, no, seriously. Pockets full of posy? Mm-hmm. That is definitely... Referring to the Black Plague. Like, come on. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. I mean, that makes a lot more sense than... I don't know what pagan right it could be. Uh, I really don't know. I don't well, know a no, lot no, of no. children's so, pagan rights. Well, the, basically, it's trying to refer to when uh, they were trying to celebrate... Um, Beltane? Yeah, it was something with, like, a tree, and you just, like, decorate it and just, like, kind of singing around That's the Beltane. tree. That's Beltane. Okay, okay, fine. With Beltane. They were, uh, you know, burning down Beltane and whatnot, which I, could I mean, have a meaning. Where, because is, the like Christianity that, is like, nah, let's burn it all down. That whole thing has, like, a whole other meaning in itself. When you're decorating that tree, it's like, we're, we're paying homage to, to men's parts. And that's why we have Beltane, to basically celebrate men's dicks. And okay. then we have Ostara to celebrate that women have ovaries. Okay. Like, there's equality there. It's nice. But I don't know why you'd have Ring Around the Rosy for that. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's literally just Christianity just burning down all of the... Uh, um... Evidence and uh, history of paganism. If that's the case, then it would make sense why they would make it about the Black Plague instead of, oh, another pagan nursery rhyme or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it has everything to do with the Black Plague. But anyways, what's the next one? Three Blind Mice. (coughs) Okay. Do you remember that one? Yeah, but uh, it was like three blind mice, three blind mice. See how they go. See how they run. See how they run. Keep going. I don't. I don't know the rest of it. I don't remember. Three blind mice. Okay. One momento. She is looking it up. <laughs> supposed to have this ready to go. I know you keep telling me that. Yeah, but like, come on. Three blind mice, three blind mice, see how they run, see how they run. They all run after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did you ever see such a thing in your life? Three blind mice. Okay, that sounds like uh, fun, where uh, they're trying to get revenge on some wife that was uh, trying to hurt them. That's a little fucked up because they're blind, dude. They're blind. Why would you... She probably blinded them with her own self. You know, she flashed them and they're just like, Oh God, we're blind. (laughs) She she blinded them a little while ago. It's Mm -hmm. fine. It's fine. What do you... (laughs) Stop farting on the podcast. (laughs) I didn't do it. What do you think it means? I have no idea, honestly. (laughs) Like, it's, it's... I mean, that one's kind of a stinker. Wow. <laughs> I've married a child. <laughs> I don't know. What is, what, three, what you... 
What does it actually mean, Michelle? Because I have no idea on that one. That's so fucked up that they're blind, though. Yeah. Three blind mice dates back to 1609, and that points to the first clue that this nursery rhyme isn't actually about three mice who are blind. Well, that went over my head. Okay, yeah. This points all the way back to Queen Mary I, and the blind mice were the Protestant loyalists who were accused of plotting against her. They were apparently burned at the stake, and that's not a fun song to repeat to the kids. Okay. <laughs> Burned at the stake. Yep. There's a lot of that that happened back then. Just mm-hmm. burning at stakes. Okay. Do you want to be burned at my stake? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I've already made a stake in you. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> like, it took her a minute to figure that one out. <laughs> Old Mother Hubbard. Have you heard that one? Nope, I have not. I I think I've heard it maybe once. It's in it's an English one, that's why. Mm. Aren't all of these English? Oh, she's the one that lived in the shoe. Okay. Oh no, she's not. The old mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to give the poor dog a bone. When she came there, the cupboard was bare. What's the rest of it? Mm. That that really is, like, not doing so good on these rhymes here, Michelle. And so the poor dog had none. She went to the baker's to buy him some bread. When she came back, the dog was, was dead. She went to the undertaker's to buy him a coffin... When she came back, the dog was laughing. She took a clean dish to get him some tripe. When she came back, he was smoking his pipe. She went to the outhouse to get him some beer. When she came back, the dog sat in a chair. She went to the tavern for white wine and red. When she came back, the dog stood on his head. She went to the fruitiers to buy him some fruit. When she came back, he was playing the flute. She went to the tailors to buy him a coat. When she came back, he was riding a goat. He was riding a goat. She went to the hatters to buy him a hat. When she came back, he was feeding her cat. Oh my god, you are terrible at reading this as a rhyme song. She went to the barbers to buy him a wig. When she came back, he was dancing a jig. She went to the cobblers to buy him some shoes. When she came back, he was reading the news. (laughs) She went a lot of places. Yeah, and it sounds like this is a, like, instead of a dog, this is a guy, and he's just being extra lazy, and she's doing all the work. Um, apparently, I don't know, but I don't know what it means, like, when she can't, she went to the seamstress to buy him some linen, when she came back, the dog was spinning. On what? Weed? No, no, like, drunk. Oh. Um, this, this wonderful dog was Dame Hubbard's delight. He could read, he could dance, he could sing, he could write. She gave him rich dainties whenever he fed and eradicated this moment when he was dead. This is a weird one. What do you think it means? I told you it's talking about uh, her man and how he's being extra lazy. Alright, let's see what it means. Old Mother Hubbard is a weird rhyme to begin with. At word value, it seems to be about a mom who has a dog, which died because she had nothing to feed it. 
And then she came back home and found him laughing. It's bananas and feels like it would have been written by a toddler, but it seems Hubbard was never a mother and wasn't a woman either. Some say it's a rhyme used to poke fun at Cardinal Thomas Wolsey, who refused to give England's King Henry the Eighth the annulment in the 16th century. Okay. Politics. Have you ever... No, it sounds like a jester's, jester's song. What? You, you know the king, the jester? Like the jester had to uh, sing songs and whatnot yeah. for kings? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a, a jester song made in front of the king. Okay, so the next one is Goosey Goosey Gander. Go ahead, sing it to me because I don't know this one. Goosey Goosey Gander, whither shall I wonder, upstairs and downstairs and in my lady's chamber. There I met an old man who wouldn't say his prayers, so I took him by his left leg and threw him down the stairs. Cool. That sounds like Goose Game. Do you know what the Untitled Goose Game is, right? Oh my god, the Untitled Goose Game. Yes. <laughs> so, what do you guess it would be about? Somebody really pissed off some sort of goose and then like started to attack her. So you gotta throw that chicken out that window, or down the stairs or something. You know, you just gotta throw the thing away. Okay. That's what you do when you have like these raccoons or geese or possums like attacking you. You gotta throw them. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Is that what we do with our chickens? Not with our little not with our chickens. No, not not our chickens. But if there's a goose that's attacking you, grab it by the neck and you throw that. I'm telling you the fuck away from me. So. <laughs> <laughs> it feels impossible to take this rhyme seriously with a title like Goosey Goosey. It had to be written only for kids, right? Well, the name makes us giggle, and we feel silly saying it out loud. The actual meaning behind it is way darker than we would ever guess. Its meaning points to religious persecution in England, where Catholic priests weren't allowed to say their prayers in Latin anywhere, even when by themselves. Interesting. So I only have two more left. All right. Do I know any of them? You do? I hope so. Alright. Do you know London Bridge is falling down? London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. The London Bridge is falling down. I don't know what the last part is. Is it all through the morning? Um, no, all through no. the morning. Hey, there's my like fair lady. Oh yeah, there you go, my fair lady. Well, I'm pretty sure that has everything to do with World War Two. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wow. Because, uh, um, you know, being in World War and being in the United Kingdom, the uh, Axis, uh, was it the Axis? Well, it might have been World War One. We've never known what a bridge in London falling down has to do with a fair lady or why she was involved in the rhyme. But that might have been our first clue, that the song isn't what it appears. It's creepy on its own being about a bridge crumbling, but the other sources say it's um, derived from a real-life Viking attack in the er early thousands. Yeah, in the early 1,000th century. So instead of the 13th, it's the 10th century. <laughs> 10th century? Yeah. Viking attack. Fucking weird. Okay. 
Last one. Okay, let's do it. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. But I've never heard this one. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? See, the thing is, my parents never sung any of these songs to me. I only learned them through Disney. Didney. Didney taught me. I mean, I guess that makes sense. And a lot of these are, like, European. Um, Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cock shells and pretty maids all in a row. Okay. That's what it is. I think, if I had to guess, it's about a woman who's planning on poisoning her husband. Yeah? What do you think it's about? Something about lesbians. Like, to be honest. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's gotta be about lesbians. Lesbians? Yeah. Okay. Let's look and see what it is. Alright, let's see it. This is another rhyme that seems super innocent at first glance. It sounds like a gardening advice, but how gardens grow and the needs for silver bells somehow in that process. Silver bells is a plant. What are they? However, it's way darker. Specifically, it's about murder. <laughs> I knew it was about murder. Queen Mary I of England, who also has the nickname of Bloody Mary, is the meaning behind the song, and cockshells and silver bells are torture devices. Oh. Oh, cool. Okay, so there's torture. Of course. Man, none of these... <sighs> we need to come up with a new rhyme we for do. these children. We'll make it about COVID. No. <laughs> Let's not do anything dark. Please, okay. we could have it fun. Okay, that sounds fun. Alright, next episode that. we're going to do some new uh, sing-song-alongs. New sing-song-alongs for your kids that aren't horrible and have pagan roots. <laughs> well, they can still have pagan roots. They're just not going to be horrible like about death and like killing people or right. you know, people dying. or uh, Actually, you know what? That's all of them. That's all the rhymes. They all died. Everyone died. Some of them even died in childbirth. I know. Fun. Other ones get uh, black sores everywhere and just you have to burn them. Yep. Well, that's everything I've got for this episode. All right. So, see you guys next week. Signing Bye. off. This is Brandon. Bye.